The Crow Show on Triple M with Sauce. Sauce, a left foot snap, and he gets his second goal. And Tomo. I've never played the game, okay, so you can clip me to bugger. Ah, hello to you, South Australia. Great to have your company on this Sunday morning. This is the Crow's radio show with Sauce and Tomo. 208 games to his name across three different clubs. Dominated the showdowns when we needed him most. Sam Jacobs, hello, mate. Yeah, how are we, Tomo? Going very well. Oh, flying this end, mate. Absolutely flying because I looked down at the running sheet. Tom Duda's going to join yeah, us. Yeah, it's a very, very big show today. So I think we've got a few lovable characters on there, which is good to chat to. Oh. So, yeah, Tommy Duda will be fantastic. Yep. Ian Callanan as well. Now, this is one of the great stories from the, uh, from the Adelaide Football Club because he was, he was a cult figure for a long period of time. He was. Um, four premierships at Central District, uh, debuted at 28. Um, debuted at 28. At uh, 28. You, like, that yeah, is, I know. that's unbelievable, yeah, it isn't is, it? it is. So it's... Um, and went on to kick. I think he averaged almost a goal and a half a game. Yeah, which, for sure. Which is pretty good going. So could go either foot as well. Yeah, he was never very any talented. Doubt, never any doubt that he could play. Uh, now look here, and I don't know what this is, but I see uh, Taylor Walker prank. <laughs> What's the big fella been up to, please? <laughs> this is a ripper. We'll obviously uh, break it down a little bit more when the time comes. But uh, his old mate Ned McHenry stitched him up an absolute beauty. Oh, he's got Ned, has he? Okay, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, it's, uh, it's very good. Oh, perfect. Right now, it's an absolute treat to speak to Ian Callanan, debuted at 28 years old, can you believe? And uh, here's the audio of him getting his Guernsey. Today it's uh, not his first game for the footy club, so we've got his wife Lauren and uh, son Jack here to present the Guernsey to him. And uh, he's wearing the number 37, which we all know was previously won by Trent Henschel, who had to show a great deal of resilience throughout his career. And now you're no different, mate. You've uh, had to persist with it, and uh, all the hard work's paying off, mate. So. Uh, Wish you all the best for a long, successful career from here, mate. And uh, hopefully, make a special day for you today, mate. So, ah, brilliant! That Nutter, you got us. Yeah, got you, boys. Uh, thank you so much for jumping on the Crows Radio Show, mate. Uh, can you can you believe it, really? Like, the, the debut at 28 years old, you must have thought that the the dreams were done. You come up from Tasmania by four flags for the Central Districts. Surely you thought that your AFL days were, were probably going to be numbered. Yeah, no, it was, mate. It was um, unbelievable, to be totally honest. I still remember it like it was yesterday. So, um, obviously, moved to South Australia just to for a different challenge at, at sample level. So, um, you know, there was no no intentions to move away to play AFL footy. But, um, yeah, obviously, get a phone call from, from one of my good mates in home, Shogaville, who's still the recruiting officer there to this day. Um, yeah, like I said, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was lucky enough. It was a charter flight down into uh, Geelong and had my wife, Lauren, there, and my son, Jack, that was... Um, I think he was about six at the time, so he was able to um, present me with my jumper and yeah. something that I'll never ever forget. Now, Nutty, you've always been a uh, <clears throat> a really fan favourite, mate. You've always been a loved one of of the playing group. But a bit about your story: you went from Tassie, you, you played in uh, Victoria, you won the Liston Medal there, and then you came over to South Australia and thought you'd give it a crack over here. And um, you know, it was a leap of faith from your family. You didn't have, you know, you didn't know many people over here, but it was a really special time. Is you had success, the family grew, and, and your family was such a big part of your time at the Crows as well. Yeah, absolutely, mate. You know, obviously, um, like I said, I wasn't wasn't planning to uh, to play AFL footy when I moved there. It was always a dream of mine, but it was just a great opportunity for myself to try and better myself at you know playing in a different standard. But it was also a good opportunity for Lauren with her work. She works at Centrelink and got a really good yeah. job. It was a good opportunity for her to move away. And uh, Lauren's mum and dad sort of did the same thing as well. Lauren's dad's from Shepparton, and they they rolled the dice back in the 70s and they were really supportive of us about moving away same as my family just to just to um experience something different to be honest mate and yeah. you know um 
like, I still got some great mates at the Crows, and I still speak to a fair lot of the boys now. You know, I was only there for probably five years, but it felt like I'd been there 20 years, to be honest. Mm. Still like you're around the place as well, mate. Uh, I know I know the club's very good at when we're down in Tassie to keep me involved, um, which is fantastic. We see the, the mid-season drafts coming up for a lot of draftees who are, who are obviously trying to make a list like you did. You tried out for four clubs before getting your chances. Was there times where you just, yeah, obviously you, you didn't aim to play when you came over, but you thought it passed you by? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, I just my, my motto was just to try and play the best footy I possibly could in in whatever competition I was playing in, and, and in the end, the rest looks after itself. So that's that's the advice I'd have to anyone that misses out is that you just never know. You just got to be a bit of luck involved. I think I think you got to be in the right place at the right time. But more importantly, you just got to make sure you're enjoying your footy and just playing you know the best standards you possibly can, playing your best footy you can because you just never know. And Nutter, what about uh, Centrals? I'd like to delve into that. How did you end up there for, for one? And, and what a period you had with them, you know, six or seven years with four flags, you know. Should have been at the Eagles, but... <laughs> yeah, I did have a meeting with the Eagles, but <laughs> I played a state game for Victoria in 2005, and uh, I got to play against Chris Gowans, yep. and Centrals were there watching, obviously, and um, they tried to get me at the end of that year, but I was on 95 games with Tassie in the VFL, and playing life membership was 100 games, so... End up deciding to stay home for another year, but always said to Centrals to make sure they stayed in touch and, you know, you just never know. So they obviously gave me a phone call the next year. I was training at North Melbourne at the time and obviously that, that didn't work out. And then, yeah, the rest is sort of history and I was sort of lucky in a way. They'd been around the mark, you know, they'd been in every grand final yeah. since 2000. So it was just a good opportunity as well because I was coming off a loss. So um, one of my really good mates, Nathan Grimer, decided to to go there as well so he was already there and signed so it was a pretty easy decision in the end and um yeah the period i had there was unbelievable mate they um i might add we did put the work in i'd never been in a footy club that had trained so hard during the year and yeah. the results looked after themselves and speaking of the chris gowns you, you ended up pretty close with uh, both the brothers yeah absolutely mate i speak to them probably once a week once once or twice a week they're great mates they really took me in and took me under their wing and um, you know, obviously, really looked after me when I when I obviously off field, but I also looked after me on field, which um, was uh, really appreciative. And uh, Nada, just checking in, mate. I know all the Crows fans are, are aware of some of your, your health battles at times, but um, you're all fit and healthy, mate, and you're uh, you're back playing cricket again, and, and obviously heavily involved with your with your kids' sport as well. Yeah, I'm doing pretty well, mate. The only thing I sort of struggle with these days now is just fatigue more than anything. I'm um, I'm physically physically fine, but yep. it's just more the um, the fatigue side of it, getting back, you know, I've been back to work full time for, for about a month now. So sort of ticking boxes there, but it's like anything. I think as you get older, you get tired anyway. So it's probably a bit <laughs> of hope, totally honest. But uh, yeah, I'm just enjoying uh, my Jack, my son Jack, who most people would know he's 16 now. So he's sort of yep. coming through the system down here. And then I've got Harry, who's, who's 10, coaching his under 10 side. And then I've got Grace, who's 6, who's playing a bit of cricket. She's not a huge footy fan at the moment, but she's more into the tennis. So I've just sort of put my time into that and trying to get back to work full time. And uh, just lastly, mate, how do you reflect on your time at the Crows? Um, you obviously had some fantastic time there and played some really good footy as well. Oh, it was unbelievable, mate. I'm, like I said before, I've still got some great mates there. I still speak to the boys regularly and uh, not only the players, but even, even the coaching staff. Um, most people remember, remember Barry Downs. Like he gives me yep. a phone call every now and then to see how I'm going and that's the biggest thing I learned. There's a, you know, even though it's AFL footy, it's still it's still run by great people that just want to be there to help players out and um, 
just stay in touch with those sort of guys, like Peter Jonas. I still speak to Peter Jonas yeah. a fair bit. Um, yeah, it was just great, mate. And yeah, I'm just really thankful for uh, you know the five years I had there. It was like, like I said, it was like I was there twenty. Uh, you're a star, Nutter. Thank you so much for jumping on board the Crows Radio Show on this Sunday morning. Thanks, boys. Hopefully uh, they go all right. Thanks, Nutter. Crunching some numbers. Our man Saucy has, uh, well, clearly found some time throughout the week, mate, and uh, you've found a whole heap of stats that you're, you're willing to share with the Triple M family. Yeah, a few numbers that's uh, come across the desk. We've obviously got the Crows History Locker online, so uh, for like all Crows that. fans who want to know everything about that lad Crows, jump onto uh, our Crows History Locker and have a look through. So Perfect. I've pulled out a few rippers. Okay. Um, We'll start off with a, a few, a couple of lighter ones before finishing with a, a really good one. Just a real saucy one. A so. real saucy one. I, I like that one. Uh, in 2009, club champion Nathan Bock, he holds the AFL record for the most bounces in a game. Oh. How many do you reckon he had? Oh, what's your average? If you've had a good game. Yep. If you've had a good game, you've got. I reckon you've probably got eight to ten yeah. in you. Oh, that's, a, I, that's a good game. I agree. As an outside wingman or something. Yeah. Now, we know Bocky did love to love uh, love to carry the ball. He had 20 against Melbourne. 20? 20 bounces. Are you kidding? Oh, I know. And then bounced his way in out the goal for cash. I, just for a reference, I had three in my career, I think. <laughs> you had three? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that was a good one. Now, we like, everyone likes winners. Crows players who have never played in a loss for the Crows. Okay, here we go. Now... They're, they've only played a couple of games, so we do we do take it with a grain of salt. But right. Jar and Jackie. Jar and Jackie, yeah. yeah. Yep. Three games, three wins, okay. which is good. I like that. Johnny Meeson. Oh, the big Meese. Yep, he was uh, he was striking 100%. And Adam Richardson, who played uh, the, the goal kicker from West Adelaide. Oh, Richo. He played in 100% as well. So okay, those like three this. boys never tasted defeat for the Crowies. So. Oh, how good's that? Now this is a uh, this is a this is the one I like. Okay, so come on. We have obviously we're full of club champions, as we know. Yeah, a lot of Hall of Famers um, in our very very short history. Yep. Adelaide's a young club, right? Yeah, for sure. But we have five Crows who have worn their number more times than any other player in VFL AFL records. Hang so, on, hang on, say that again. So the Crows have have uh, five players yeah. who have worn their number more times than anyone else. So Oof, that's for, massive. Yeah, I know. So. Andrew McLeod, yeah, he owns the number twenty three. Yeah, Mark Rusciuto, he owns the number thirty two. Wow. Ben Hart, he owns the number thirty four. Simon Goodwin owns the number thirty six. And this is this is my favourite. Yeah. Uh, because I don't even know if anyone's actually played a no. game in it. Sean Wren, number fifty two. Yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> but you're thinking about that, like thirty uh, twenty three, I should say. Very very popular that's number. Massive. Think Shane Warne. Think Michael Jordan. Yeah, think Buddy Franklin. Think Buddy Franklin. Dermot Brut. Dermot Brereton. A wow. lot of them. So uh, I think that's uh, and even to have four guys who have played three hundred games in yeah. history. Obviously Tyson Edwards in there as well. But yep. um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a really nice stat. That one. I like that. That's by the numbers by source. Very, very lucky to have Tommy Duday on the line, especially after the game last night. Tommy, how'd you pull up, mate? Yep, good. Thank you, boys. Good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Ah, no, love your stuff, mate. We just want to touch base and uh, instead of talking about the game, just find a, a little bit about you personally, Tommy. So you grew up from in Lara, just out of, out of Geelong, and you made your way over to the city of churches. How are you finding it thus far? Uh, yeah, it's been great, mate. I, uh, I've always said that Adelaide's basically like a, a bigger Geelong and like a big country town, and um, the transition wasn't too hard with how good the club looked after me the first few years, and, and since then I've moved out with my partner and been pretty settled for a while now. So Adelaide's treated me well, and uh, yeah, I can't complain. 
Now, Tommy, I uh, I like to preach that I'm from the footy factory, the Woodville West Torrens, oh. but you're from St. Joseph's School and obviously the Geelong Falcons, which I think numbers-wise probably is the footy factory. But um, how, how did you enjoy your time there going through the pathway? Obviously, you're a big basketballer growing up, but um, footy probably wasn't your first choice throughout your, your teenage years, but uh, footy obviously took off for you. Yeah, it was an uh, interesting one. I, I sort of didn't even really consider footy for a while. I played basketball from 6 to 16 and then... Um, all my mates played footy and I thought I'd, I'd rather um, give it a go than die wondering if I could ever actually play the sport. So I gave it a go at 16 and um, had a go at Joey's and then the next year played at Falcons and was lucky enough to end up getting drafted over here. So it was a bit of a, uh, a different journey, but I, I loved every minute of my time at Joey's football club and at Falcons and that's what um, basically made me the decision pretty easy to just can, can basketball and move on to footy. So it was sort of a quick, rapid two-year progression, but it wasn't something that I had to hesitate on because the, the footy clubs were so welcoming and basketball had sort of run its course. Take us back to the process as well because you ended up going number 17, which um, you know is, is in the first round, um, which is obviously a, a really, a, you know, it all happened really quickly. Um, did you have much interest from the Crows? Did you have much interest from any other teams? Or was it sort of something that came out of the blue going that high? Yeah, pretty uh, yeah, pretty funny stories with the draft. So I, I interviewed with about 16 different clubs. So wow. I, had interviewed yeah. I was projected to go between probably 30 and, and 50. That's what my manager had told me. There was a few picks. Um, Port, uh, Melbourne, North Melbourne all had multiple picks around that area. And they thought, like, position-wise, interest was there. Um, and I actually had Hamish Ogilvy, our, our recruiter, come and meet with me before the draft. I think the draft was in Adelaide that year. He was in Geelong the day before and told me that, uh, sorry, mate, our, our early picks are too high, our late picks are too late, you're not going to be a crow. Um, so, yeah, you know, pick 17 comes up and uh, I'm just wandering around the house thinking <laughs> I'm no chance to get picked. I hear Tom and I'm thinking there's, there's not, not that many Toms in the draft. <laughs> Tom Judo gets announced and I was a bit rattled, but... Uh, Happy for it, and then all my mates were around the corner at my uh, my best mate's place, and they all thought I was going to get picked later. So they'd just eaten a, basically a, a big schneer and some chips, and they'd rolled over with a gut full of Brilliant. beer and chicken in them. Was that um, was that a, was was Hamish playing games? Like, was he got prepared to take it seventeen, or is it just the way things fell? Yeah, yeah, playing games. He sort of said to me, "Well, we couldn't, we couldn't give you any sort of insight just in case, but then um, we didn't want to like have you thinking maybe you were going to go and then we don't pick you, and, yep. and you know, yep. drops your drops your confidence." But um, yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting to go that high. I don't think anyone was expecting me to go that high. There was a, I reckon there was a single boo in the, in the draft. <laughs> out so that bloke, that bloke's probably still correct to be honest. <laughs> no I think you've uh, shown you're certainly worthy of a, of a first rounder there Tommy. Now it was only a couple of years in mate into the system and unfortunately you ruptured your, your ACL so how tough was that for you and I'd love to know sort of the transition of of knowing you know mentally when we when did you feel you were absolutely right to go? You can just ask the bloke next to you. If yeah. You want. yeah I know we're, we're in the club together. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it was it was pretty difficult early on. Um, I sort of the first couple of nights it was um, I wasn't it was sort of settled in once you have surgery and you're bedridden for a week and a bit and you realise that you're actually not going to be playing for the year. And I think the hardest part was watching games. But I've got a pretty good perspective on life. My my brother, my oldest brother, um, had 
bit of stuff go on earlier in his journey and um, for me to be able to walk again basically a week after surgery was was pretty much all the perspective I needed that I was going to be continuing on in my journey and I knew I'd get back to where I, I wanted to just because I felt like I had the right people around me and I think the biggest thing I took from it is surround yourself with the right people and, and make your little goals along the way and, and you can get through it especially when you're getting checked on by the physios every day and the docs and it's a, it's a luxury we have in, in the elite sporting environment. Yeah, you say that it's surrounding yourself with the right people there, Tommy. How supportive was the club throughout that period? Yeah, they're unbelievable, Tom. It's basically like a um, almost a guardian angel that the physio Dunk Calloway was. It was pretty much every day you check in, and he's just um, one. He's an incredibly great human, and he's always positive. But two, he just he knows what he's doing. He's rehabbed a lot of the boys, and um, you get checked every day in terms of how your bends going, how your yep. extension going, how close you are to running, uh, what weights you can do. And so, I know a lot of people that are outside of the elite in sports would would have to wait two, three months to check in with a physio or a a surgeon to yep. see whether I was lucky enough to have that basically every day and that helped me set set the right path to come back and play at my best. Tommy, there's a lot we could talk to you about, but I just want to finally ask you about your ambassador for, for the Bedford Group. Um, as you said, you've got a very good perspective on life and um, I think that's something that we we really bonded over in, in my time at the club is you've you got a mature head on your shoulders. That's something you're really passionate about. I know you, you give up a lot of your time, which is which is awesome, mate. Yeah, appreciate that source. Now we we uh, yeah we had a bit going on when I was a bit younger with my brother with his car accident. What I mentioned yeah. before. Yeah. Um, my my beautiful partner Emily, her sister has Down syndrome and is probably the the most positive and gorgeous human that I've ever come across <laughs> in my life. So when the opportunity to be ambassador for the Bedford Group come up, it was a it was a no brainer for me. I've got a passion for working with people in disability and and Bedford do it better than anyone else. So it's it's something that I always want to take people through when they when they come over here if they can get out to a Bedford site and just just have a tour and say good day and see how important those places are. It's a uh, it's a heartwarming experience and you definitely leave with a, with a sore jaw from smiling so much. Tommy, you're an absolute star, mate. You ooze leadership, and that's what the Crows fans love about you. Thanks so much for jumping on this morning. Appreciate it, fellas. Thank you. Thanks, Tommy. This is the moment we've all been waiting for as well. Taylor Walker has another victim in his pranks. He's had a few over the years, but this one's an absolute beauty, Saucy. Now, we do a lot right in the Crows radio show, but this is one of my favourite segments is yes. when, we, uh, when we prank the boys. Yep. So. To set it up, Ned McHenry, he's a he's a country boy. Yes. He runs a few stocks. So he does that with um with Cozzy, with South Aussie from Cozzy. Oh yeah, I'm with who, you. Yep. Who's who's right new his sheep and all that yep. as well. So him and uh, Nick Murray, they they um have purchased some sheep and they they um, do it with Cozzy. So nice. Um I won't uh, I won't steal too much of Texas Thunder, so let's get into it. Let's have a listen. Hello, Ned speaking. Hi, Ned. It's uh, Richard here, mate. Uh, I got your number from uh, Cozzy. Oh, g'day, mate. Yeah, how you going? Good, mate. Um, I'm just ringing in regards to... I know you're real passionate about uh, the uh, sheep and uh, you and uh, young... Uh, is, it, is it Nicholas Murray? Yeah, yeah, Muzz and I, yeah. Um, I know you're real passionate about it, mate, and uh, I also I better mention that I'm really good mates with um, Wazza, Mad Wazza. Oh, right, yeah, Warren Randall. Warren Randall, yeah, he's a, he's a class act, isn't he? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Mate, 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 reason for my call, sorry, I won't keep you long. I know you've got a big game this weekend against my cats. I'm a massive cats man. Oh, are you an Adelaide man originally, or are you from Catsway? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm from down the, the Cattery. You're down that way, aren't you, young fella? Yeah, 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 
That is unbelievable. I know. Tex was in full character and still had him going, Saucy. (laughs) Nice helping of the big man. 208 games to his name. Dominated the last hour, Saucy. It's been a very good show, uh, Tomo. Some brilliant people we've had on. Tom Duday, Ian Callanan. And uh, Ned McHenry, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the Texan as well. So, uh, yeah, a whole heap is happening. And just make sure as well, you be there for some of the Crows' biggest matchups this season. And you can save on ticket pricing, which is so good, Source. The Adelaide Crows' flexible three-game membership gets you tickets to three games of your choice for only $35 per game. That is unbelievable. You can head to crowsmembership.com.au for all the details to join the Crows family today. So that's just over 100 bucks for three home games. That's unreal. Yeah, exactly. And you can uh, choose him yourself. Oh, and yeah. also along with that, mate, uh, our socials, get onto our social platforms, yes. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Adelaide Football Club, have a look. And also reach out to us at Crows Radio Show at afc.com.au yeah, for, for sure. uh, any ideas or any feedback on the show would be fantastic. Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Saucy. I'll see you next Sunday.